You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The 7 Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word 7 Habits. That's the number 7 Habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Anne Thornley Brown, and she's the CEO of Executive Oasis, which is a Toronto based consulting firm that specializes in executive retreats to help organizations succeed even during turbulent times. Since 1996, Anne and her team have helped companies from 19 different countries improve results with upbeat, interactive, and effective retreats, team building meetings, and keynotes. So welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Thank you for being here. We're not far apart. I'm in Buffalo. You're in Toronto. <laughs> just we, across the border. Just across the border. We haven't. We still haven't had the opportunity to get together and break bread or, or have a glass of wine, but I can tell you that you know we've spent a lot of time over the last year or so getting to know each other, particularly through LinkedIn. And so I'm excited to have you here today because today we're going to talk about the power of team building and how companies can better leverage team building to see significant growth in their business. But before we do that, give us a quick backstory. Give us a minute or two on, you know, kind of how you got here and then we'll dive right in. Well, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll give you the short version. I started out as a professional therapist and social worker. I have an MSW from University of Illinois and I specialized in a lot of group work. And that involves working with groups and facilitating. Now, that's usually for the purpose of therapy, but it's pretty much the same skill set a facilitator uses. I then went to Schulich, got my MBA, and I transitioned to the business world and became a corporate management development specialist, a trainer. And through that, started doing a lot of team building retreats and brainstorming sessions internally. And then in 1996, I Land, you know, I went out on my own and I started to facilitate meetings, workshops, executive retreats, team building sessions, and well, the rest, the rest is history. Well, you know, it's really interesting. You know, you've been doing this for a long time. And even in your bio, as I introduced you, you've helped do this for companies that are in 19 different countries. And I know on, on LinkedIn, a lot of your content revolves around different unique and cool locations that you've done team building with your clients. So I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of offbeat from this normal interview and may open up a can of worms because I know you've been to a lot of different places. What's the favorite location that you've ever been to for helping one of your clients do a retreat? Well, of course, I'm going to say Jamaica because I'm Jamaican and that's where I was born. They have some fabulous um, infrastructure and some very unique experiences for downtime or for theming. But the other place that I really love is Oman. And the reason I like Oman is it's got like a very mountainous backdrop. And that kind of parallels the ups and downs of business. 
And as well, you have a very varied terrain, everything from beach to desert. So you can really introduce your clients to some some very special experiences they wouldn't find many places in the world. Now, that's perfect. You know, and, and when you share these on LinkedIn, I'm always saying to myself, man, I need to add that place to my bucket list. It's very cool. You, <laughs> I know you've done a lot of things in Dubai, and that's one of the yes. things that one of the places I, I'd really love to go. I've been to Dubai before the growth. So I've seen Dubai transition from a very tr- traditional society to suddenly there's all this mega development. It's been exciting to watch that. Yeah, perfect. Well, hey, listen, let's get a little bit micro into your business and then we'll and then we'll talk about those team building tips right afterwards. So with your business, you have a consulting business and obviously you help facilitate all these different types of team building retreats and, and meetings and everything that you do. And I know that, you know, we've had some discussions about using LinkedIn as a tool to generate new business. The reason the question I'm really asking is because your customer base is from all over the world, okay, what's your number one strategy for getting new clients for your business? Well, I wish I could say LinkedIn, but <laughs> I really do because I have spent a lot of time on LinkedIn. But in terms of corporate B2B business, I have found it's two things. A lot of people find me in Google. In fact, all the international business came from Google. I never set out to market to Kuala Lumpur or Singapore or Mumbai. That all came by people finding me online. The type of business that I've generated through social media are things like blogging business. So editors will read my content and they'll they'll ask me, oh, can you write for us and we'll pay you? And I go, okay. <laughs> so that's the type of business I've generated through social media. So most most of your clients, as far as your consulting clients, you know, as it relates to the team building is coming through just organic SEO, people finding you online, reaching yeah. out and then doing, you know, and then at that point you start a dialogue. Yes. And over the years, I mean, when I initially launched, that was just when the internet was getting off the ground. So a lot of business came by me contacting former executives I'd worked with or former co-workers who maybe moved into an executive position. I used to as well give out gift bags. <laughs> gift bags. My, com- my first company was the Training Oasis. I still have it. That specializes in training and workshops. So I would give out gift bags with little postcards from the Training Oasis. It had a tropical feel and a photo of Jamaica. So I found the direct marketing has been very effective. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, we're going to dive in because I know you got a lot. I mean, we're going to have a hard time fitting this all into this short interview, but we're going to give it, we're going to give it a try here. So you had, based upon your expertise over the last couple of decades of really throwing yourself into this whole concept of leveraging team building, will you share with us those five points we talked about before we hit record? Because I think the audience can get a lot of value out of that. Well, the first is you can't go it alone. And that is whether you're working with a company or inside a company or whether you have your own business. The second is check your blind spots. We all have them and we cannot leverage them on our own. Have a shared toolkit. It's really important. Hit the pause button. We don't do that enough, especially as entrepreneurs. And finally, retreat. And retreat can take many forms. Okay. So let's let's unpack these a little bit. So the first one was can't go it alone. Expand yes. on that a little bit for us, right? I mean, because that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Can you can you take that take us down that rabbit hole for a minute? Yeah, I sure will. 
So in terms of you can't go it alone, obviously, if you're working in a corporate team and you have people you need to collaborate with in order to achieve results, it's very clear that team building applies to you. Sometimes entrepreneurs think it's not relevant, but I know in my business that whenever I've been stuck or maybe I'm going through a downturn or I'm not understanding what's going on, I haven't been able to solve that by myself. I've had to reach out to others, other people who are in business, maybe people who are more experienced than I have. And I've had to get that input and and do some brainstorming. So I think as as business owners, sometimes we don't take advantage of that opportunity to get together and mastermind. And therefore, it takes us longer to recover than it needs to. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Masterminds uh, for entrepreneurs, I, I think, is a great example of that. I mean, I've been involved with several over the years. As a matter of fact, I was involved with a, a company, or a, an organization called Vistage, which is the largest CEO peer group. And I, was, I have heard wonderful things about Vistage. Yeah, I bet I was a member of Vistage for six years, and I, my company went from about six million in sales, I think six or it was around six million in sales, to when I sold that business to over eighty million, and a lot of that I de- directly attribute to the things that I learned from that Vistage Mastermind group. So, so I totally agree with you. All right, let's move on to number two. Check your blind spot, and obviously we all have blind spots, but can you expand on that a little bit for us? Yes, blind spots, that can come from ideas that you have on your own, or it can even come from listening to experts. For example, when I launched my, my business, a lot of the experts were saying, oh, you've got to join professional associations, you've got to speak for free. And I went along that road for a long time, and it wasn't working. But the experts said it was supposed to work, so I kind of stuck with it. And until I collaborated and consulted with other colleagues, compared experiences, and honest to God, got input from family members who were older or younger than me, it was a huge blind spot. And I just kept down that road. So we need to definitely team up with other people and get their perspective to eliminate some of those blind spots. Yeah. Sometimes those things that are so obvious to other people, when they look at it from the outside in, it's so challenging to see it yourself, right? And and that's that's the reason why they term it blind spot for sure. But you know, I've had similar situations where just having a simple conversation with a colleague who looks at it very objectively, right? And they just, and it's so obvious to them. And then after that conversation, I say, man, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I see that? Why didn't I realize that? So I totally agree with you there. That's perfect. Check your blind spots. Number three, I think you said was what a shared, have a shared toolkit. What do you mean by that? By that, I mean, there are a number of brainstorming tools. Some of them are very linear and analytical. Others are more creative. I'm talking about things like idea chains, force fields, fish bones, storyboards. And if you have a shared toolkit and you're getting together with people regularly to mastermind and brainstorm, it can save you a whole bunch of time. So those tools you just talked about, could you, could you expand on one of those tools? Because you were talking about idea chains you said fishbone storyboards. Could you expand on one of those a little bit for us? How that's levered, how you would use that in a, as a team building tool? Well, the storyboard I'll use because it, it's got the most flexibility. A storyboard is normally used for TV commercials. I do acting in addition to everything else. And when you go to a TV commercial audition, you get a storyboard. And on one side, it has pictures and the other side it has words. And it's the concept of the commercial. What, what are people saying and what shows on the screen? You can take that same format and use it to brainstorm. You can brainstorm on one side with pictures, people just popping up ideas, and those people who are more linear can jot their ideas down in words. 
And then when you're ready to pull your ideas together, let's say into a marketing piece or a short presentation, again, start with a fresh storyboard and outline exactly what you're going to say and what your visuals are on the other side of the page. That's just one quick example. And it's a real time saver. Yeah, perfect. No, I think that's a great way to get a bunch of people putting their ideas all down on paper and then collaborating to put together what could be the best scenario or questions or ideas. So no, that's awesome. Perfect. And the next one, what did you say the next one was? Hit the pause button. Uh, okay, great. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Whether we're working full-time for a corporation or we are running our own businesses, sometimes we get caught up in this activity track. We get caught up in busyness and we don't stop often enough to ask, hey, is this working? And evaluate whether we need to do some course correction. I ran into this in 2003. SARS hit Asia, where I was doing a lot of business. Then it hit Toronto. And that had an impact on my, my team building business. And it also, because, you know, companies were, didn't have as much money to spend. They were in a downturn themselves. And it also hit acting because crews wouldn't come up here to shoot. They were too scared of getting sick. So at that time, I, I was forced to hit the pause button and I did an analysis and I looked at, okay, what am I doing to market my business? And where's my business coming from? And I found I was spending a whole lot of money on things that weren't working. So I had to really fine tune my, my strategy. Better to do that before you're forced to do it. Yeah, I think that sometimes we do have to pause. I mean, we're getting crushed with every new idea, every new marketing tool, every new tactic, you know, and, and even I'm, I'm guilty of it from both ends, you know, from the, from the consumption side and the creation side because of this podcast. So I think pausing and taking a close look at it makes a ton of sense. And what was the last one? I think, oh, it was take a retreat, right? Retreat. 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 All right. And so we, talk we, to us we, a little bit about how a retreat works okay, for retreat. a company and how they can get a real value in regards to how that retreat can help stimulate some growth for their business. Okay. For a company, a retreat can be on-site or off-site. Sometimes people think, oh, you have to go off to some resort. And if you don't have a lot of money, we're not going to retreat anymore. You can do it on-site. You can switch venues with a supplier or go to a branch office so you're not interrupted. So the most important thing about the retreat is you've got to be really clear about your objectives. What are some areas where we need to improve? What are some areas that are not working right now in our company that we need to fine tune? And also, what are our strengths? What's going well? Pinpoint those and then design your agenda around improving those results. Often companies will call me and they're saying, oh, we want to do a team building session or an executive retreat. And I go, what are your objectives? No idea. Not a clue. They just do it because they do it every year. As an individual retreat is also important. It comes down to taking time out. And this is different from hitting the pause button to evaluate your results. Retreat for individual entrepreneurs means we have to replenish our energy. Uh, we, ha we can't just constantly be on a treadmill. And if we're running into a period where we're feeling stressed or burnt out, or maybe we've had a personal crisis in our life and it's impacting our business, we do need to pause and get some help. And we can do that, get help from colleagues. Last year, I was going through a challenge. As, as you know, I had cancer and it took me a long time to go public about that. And then I was in Montreal for a while waiting for my condo and I got some bad news. And it kind of threw me off. So even though I'm not Catholic, I went for 10 days to see a priest 
in what's called a contemplative retreat in daily life. And he guided me through a process of really assessing what I'm doing. He taught me to focus on what's important, ignore some of the things that he called distractions, and also, you know, whether things are going well or things are not going so well for you, you got to get out there and serve other people. And that will put whatever you're going through in perspective. So those are some of the things I picked up from my little 10-day retreat. No, that's perfect. I love that. And we hadn't had an opportunity to talk about that. No. Um, but but I, I think you should talk about that more. And I think that that could be some great, valuable content for your blogging and for LinkedIn. So, I mean, yeah, no, I think that I think that's amazing that you were able to, number one, as a business owner, you were able to take that time because if, if, if you were employed, it might not be quite so easy. But right. you, being your own business owner, you were able to do that. And that you invested, you know, not only your time, but your money. I mean, that was, that that wasn't free, I'm sure. It was. It actually was. Oh, it was. Wow. Amazing. So you got lucky. A lot of of churches offer it, not just Catholic churches, a lot of churches offer it. And they either do like a weekend retreat or you can do a retreat in daily life. If you're working full time, you can go see them after work every day for 10 days. They give you a book. You read a chapter a day. One other thing I found extremely helpful during this period was The Artist's Way by um, Julia Cameron. And she, you read a chapter a week. She gives you exercises and things to do. So you can have your own little guided retreat by using a lot of tools that are, well, very inexpensive. No, that's, that's great. That's a great resource, I think, for everybody. So we're going to pivot really quick. And we're going to do a couple of last questions here before we close things out. What's in, in your business, Executive Oasis, right? Your, your, your primary business. What's the biggest challenge that you faced in growing, you know, particularly over the last few years? Yeah, I would say one of the things about team building or executive retreats is that companies perceive it as being discretionary. So when things are going well, they spend a lot of money in that area. When things aren't going so well, like, for example, after the 2008 meltdown, suddenly companies cut back. And they don't seem to realize that there are less expensive ways to do retreats. And therefore, riding out those cycles in business can be a bit of a challenge operating in this space. So that would be the first one. Okay, great. No, that's perfect. So what's your favorite, you know, from your business perspective, what's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using to grow your business? If you had to Talk about some technology or tools or software that you're using. What would what would be number one on your list? Well, I would say for me, it's not so much the software, but an approach. SEO has been really key for me because when I show up really well in Google, I do really well. When I don't show up, I don't do so well. And I haven't hired an expert to help with this. Maybe I should have, but I'm completely self-taught. I do it myself. And that is really key for me. And it's not typical. Most people in my space, that's not how they get their clients. No, not at all. I would, I, I definitely would agree with you there. So that's definitely a competitive advantage for you because you, and it probably makes it a little bit easier for you to rank in SEO because there's not an emphasis. There's not a lot of focus there from your competition. So that's, that might be a little bit of a blind spot for them and an opportunity for you. So that's perfect. Maybe I shouldn't be telling them this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've been doing it for a long time, so I think it's going to take them a while to catch up. (laughs) What's one book that you've read recently you think would be very valuable to my audience as it relates to helping them grow their business? I would say the book I mentioned earlier called The Artist's Way. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because it has had a huge impact on my life. And it's helpful for entrepreneurs because it really helps them tap into their creativity. 
And when you have your own business, you need to always be coming up with ideas. You need to be solving problems. So it's really important to be able to take a more creative approach. So even though it's called The Artist's Way, I find as a business person, it's been a very beneficial book. Perfect. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Awesome. Listen, thank you for that. I appreciate you sharing all this valuable information with us. Before we close out, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn a little bit more about your business, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Well, certainly I'm on LinkedIn. Always happy to accept connection requests. And as well, you can find me at executiveoasis.com. This week, I have a Cyber Monday, Black Friday offer uh, because I've taken a lot of what I've learned in the schools of hard knocks in terms of running a business. I've taken strategies that have worked, those that haven't worked, and I bundled them together into some ebooks and articles. And I have a special offer going. So check out my, my feed on LinkedIn and all the details are there. Perfect. Well, listen, thank you for joining me today. Have an awesome holiday and we'll talk again soon. Been a pleasure. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.